Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Love What I Love, a podcast where we beg our partner to love something we do, whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Andy and Masha, and this week we're talking about The Gift. We are a couple who enjoys different things, but can both enjoy the same things as well. That made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> no one makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are things that we can enjoy together, and there are things where we prefer not to enjoy together. <laughs> <laughs> but it's where they overlap is where we get pretty excited. Mm. We definitely both gravitate towards different genres. Um, I do love comedy, but when I'm watching movies, I love a good horror movie. It's my favorite shit of all time. I can, ugh, I can eat them up. Yes, you can. And Masha <laughs> does not enjoy a horror movie. I enjoy the happy parts of life, you know? Um, I love a good musical. I actually, not even just musicals, things that involve music and dance make me very happy. I can do comedy, of course. Um, Everybody can do a comedy. Anything that has to do with, you know, someone coming to it. I love school-based things. Harry Potter, Sister Act. Just... I mean, I love school-based things, too. It's, 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 it's broad. <laughs> Scream takes place in a school. Okay. Well, okay. Let's say here. I love. I like thrillers as well. Yes. Um, so it, I'm not just all happy. That's kind of where the webs intervene a little bit. So I can kind of sneak in a horror movie where Masha will categorize it as a thriller in her brain to uh, kind of allow herself to watch it <laughs> one of our very first movie dates was her coming over to my apartment to watch Sounds of the lambs <laughs> which blew my mind when she agreed to watch it because i thought i consider it a horrifying movie i find it incredibly scary incredibly tense i thought that would be a movie at the bottom of the list yeah. and within the first half a year of dating she <laughs> totally agreed to watch it I accidentally called it uh, Sleepless, Sleepless in Seattle. In Seattle. <laughs> oh man, but, never forget. Um, that was so funny. So, <laughs> by, by kind of selling things as thrillers, sometimes I can sneak in a horror movie here and there. Um, which brings us to today's episode. You think you're done with the past, but the past is not done with you. Starring Joel Edgerton, Jason Bateman, and I don't have IMDb in front of me, so I don't remember the third person. I can look it up. Yeah, we should probably get we, a... Let's let's we, give the women recognition they deserve. Yeah, we can't. We can't leave them hanging just because I'm a, I'm a dummy who forgets names. <laughs> um, but yeah, we should get a computer setup going for future, future endeavors. Her name is Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall, doing a great job playing Robin, if I presume. Mm-hmm. You could call it a horror movie, maybe, but I wouldn't really call it that. It's definitely more of a, a thriller. Yeah. I hope this isn't a spoiler, but I was just happy there was no gore. Because yes. <laughs> that's usually what gets me when you like horror films. And yeah. It's hard but, to watch. I mean, I like a good gore sesh, but, you know, it doesn't need to be a gory movie to be good. Mm-hmm. I showed you the Sixth Sense future episode. Huh? Uh, <laughs> you, you love that one? Yeah. Well, anyway, so, yeah, like I said... The the gift came out in 2015, so it's not that old. Uh, time of us now recording is probably about five years old. Um, I saw it not right away. I don't even know if it was in theaters. I don't remember it ever coming out. I just remember it being on streaming. I've never nowhere. even seen a promo for this movie. Have you? Uh, no, I've 
No, I just uh, kind of read about it somewhere online. Yeah, I just I read kind of a decent amount of people who review horror movies and crap like that. Yeah, you just love like, Jason Bateman. I do love Jason Bateman and Arrested Development. You know, been watching it for fifteen years at this point. It's amazing. Beads. Bees. Beads. Beads. Job's not on board. But I do remember one of the big kicks of watching it was I didn't see it right when it came out. I saw it around the time when Ozarks came out on Netflix. And that's when I remember thinking, I want to watch this, but Bateman's never... I've only ever seen him do comedy. I've never seen him try to be serious. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> but... No faith. <laughs> I didn't have faith in Bateman. So I figured it was easier to commit to an hour and 20 minute movie or whatever than a full length... Uh, you know, series. So I gave this as my trial run, and I just remember being blown away. I remember I watched it, and I was just like, I was expecting a kind of run-of-the-mill thriller where you kind of see where it's going. You're like, all right, it's going to end with, you know, this guy holding a gun to the other guy and being like, blah, 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 you ruined my life. This shit had so many twists and turns. It was so tense. It was, it was just, it was so quiet, but like, it reveled in that. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's, it's, when you really break it down, there's not a lot of big scenes in the movie. It's really just like a quiet roll up until this kind of like ending where everything explodes, you know, figuratively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember it blew me away. And then probably within another half a year, I watched it again with my brother and my sister-in-law because we enjoy a lot of the similar movies. And I was like, you guys got to see this. And then now flash forward to like a couple of years later, this is now my third time seeing it. And uh I swear, I've seen it three times and I don't have a problem with it. I, I seriously don't. And then what about uh, Joel? Did you know much about Joel before you watched it the first time? No. So I've heard his name before, but the only other movie that I could really jumps to my head that I saw of him was that Netflix movie Bright with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And he's covered in makeup the entire movie. So I didn't actually know what he looked like. I kinda... Is he American? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so I only knew him as an actor, so I didn't actually recognize him when I was watching The Gift. I didn't know who it was, and I didn't look up the filmmaker ahead of time, so I didn't know he made it either. So I remember being blown away by the movie, and then it comes up at the end, written and directed by Joel Edgerton, and I was like, the actor from Bright? I was like, what the <laughs> hell? And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, he played Gordo. So, um, it, uh, yeah, I had no, I had no history with Joel Edgerton up until now, but... He made a movie after this that I still haven't seen, but uh, I really wanted to see it. Let me hold on. I want to see if we know Robin from any Rebecca from anything. Rebecca Rebecca Hall. Yeah. So, ooh, she's married to Morgan Spector. No, I don't know who that is. This guy? Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Visual medium. (laughs) He's in. He's in the plot against America since 2020. Anyway, this is about Rebecca. Yes. You're <laughs> the one leading it, talking about giving the women some love, and you go right to her husband. You're like, Sorry. all right, so she cleans, and, well, uh, and he really, makes movies. It's really Google, because I, I went to look. Um, she's, she's, she was in The Town and The all Prestige. Right. All right. Ooh, I love The Prestige, but everyone was old-timey in it, so I'm not going to remember what she looked like. Um, and a, I don't know, a lot of non-popular like stuff. But the gift is on there. Nice. As per show format. He's Australian. Oh, snap. Edgerton's Australian? <laughs> He's even better now. That wasn't even his voice. So he wrote, directed, basically starred, and switched his voice up the entire time. Yeah, basically. Dude's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. 
before you get into your thoughts on after watching the gift, what were your initial impressions? Because it's not like we brought it up on the first day and watched it. I've been talking about it for a while now. Yeah. And so what was in your brain? Did you want to watch it? Did you not want to watch it? Did you think it was scary? Like, what what did you think you were going into? And did you know anything about it at all? Well, I think the scary part was that I didn't know anything about it. So I was going into it pretty blind. All right. You've shown me so many things that I have end up, ended up liking, but for some reason I still have this oh, you don't trust fear. Me. You don't trust me at all. Five years into relationship. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't know anything about it. I was like, the gift, oh man, that could be pretty scary. So I really didn't know, like, who was in it. You've probably told me who was in it. I was just really going into it blind, and I know when we were when we were talking about what movies we wanted to watch that night, a lot of horror was being thrown in there. And this was sort of like our compromise film. So I was like, all right, so it won't be as bad as like, I don't know, Scream 4, but (laughs) (laughs) you know. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? And we'll get into specifics later, but I was like, my biggest question was, what's the gift? (laughs) Yeah, but did you know like, because you didn't even know who was in it, right? No. You didn't know the cast. Did you know, like, roughly the genre? Or did you just think I was saying a movie called The Gift? Yeah. Because I, I know you saw the, the thing on Netflix. Like, you saw the still. Like, did yeah. it look scary? I no, I just thought that it was probably a very good piece of filmmaking. Like, mm. that's... Which is usually what you enjoy showing. Uh, so... I also enjoy some crap. <laughs> I like to... For every good piece of film, I'm watching Friday the 13th but Part 4. But you weren't, like, talking about it that way. Like, you talk about yeah films exactly like yeah, yeah. i did i did kind of sell it one way where i was like trust me yeah this is gonna be a good ride and it's been sprinkled here and there like you're like oh we gotta watch the gift yeah. and i was like i don't know it. <laughs> so That's yeah those, that was my first impression so i will say it was nice to like watch the movie not knowing who was going to be in it um or what what it was about but you know i loved those little surprises where you see an actor you know so i was like "Ooh, arrested i know his name's jason and uh, uh who was the other guy the black guy that i like from the wire <laughs> oh um uh wendell pierce yeah yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah spoiler alert he's only in like one scene but like... <laughs> i mean if that's a spoiler if that's the one spoiler you come away with it's pretty solid <laughs> But yeah, I like those little surprises. I love when a record just watch a movie without knowing a single thing about it. Like, don't even tell me the title. Just tell me it's good. You know what I mean? Like, and I have to trust you. Yeah. Some people <laughs> tell me it's good and ends up sucking. All right. So now we will just go into our free form discussion on this on the movie, but we will refrain from spoilers. Ooh, that's Andy dropping our pen. <laughs> Gone forever. Why do you give up on things so easily? <laughs> it's so far away. Alright, so now I want to hear all your nice little thoughts after watching The Gift. <laughs> my, li- my nice little thoughts. My nice little lady thoughts. <laughs> your nice little pink thoughts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now I want to hear all your thoughts you have on The Gift. But, reminder, we're staying spoiler free. Just in case someone wants to... Still hasn't seen it. It's not that old. Uh-huh. But we're going to stay trying to stay spoiler free for the first half of all of our discussions, even if something is 50 years old. Ooh, we sure will try. <laughs> so when uh, credits rolled, what were you thinking? Uh, well, actually, so right off the bat, I feel like I made a cool like cinematic um, observation. Ooh, what'd you get? So, you know, at the beginning of the movie, you see this couple, Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall. Yeah. <clears throat> 
and it looks like they're buying this brand new house um, and, you know, just scoping it out before they make the final purchase. And there's a scene at the very beginning where um, Jason kind of goes out into the backyard and Robin is exploring like the living room area and then he knocks on the glass door and they're like, you know, being lovable and stuff, but they're talking through like the see-through glass. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ooh, is that symbolic of their relationship? And it kind of, I don't know. No, I do agree. And I do think the film pays off with it in the end. So I think that's a great observation right off the bat. Because uh, you kind of see them walk into this house together. Um, and, you know, in case you haven't seen it, it's just, I guess, should we, I guess, provide plot? Provide plot? I, I think so. I guess so. Um, I guess the plot is Jason comes across um, someone he knew from high school. Yeah, so, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do it. I don't even know why I'm doing it. I'm so bad at explaining <laughs> you, things. You jumped into it. You're going to be like, so, there was fish food, <laughs> but no fish. And I'll be like, what are you talking about? Oh, man, so there's a baby at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have to see this house. Wait, what, what house? So what's the movie about? So, yeah, the gift is um, Jason Bateman and Re Rebecca Hall's characters uh, are a married couple. Right off the bat, you can tell they're insanely successful. They're purchasing a new house in Jason Bateman's old town. Um, it's a gorgeous house, giant, perfect setting for a creepy thriller where people could be hiding around. Yeah, I will say there were a little too many windows for my taste. Oh, tons of windows. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. That's, no curtains. Gonna, I, got, I got a note for that later. <laughs> we're going to talk about that weird house. Um, and uh, they're settling in... Um, uh, into into his old town. He's got a new job. Really insanely successful. Lots of money. One day while shopping, runs into an, a person he knew from high school. Does, barely even remembers him at first. We've all kind of had those moments where you see someone they remember you way more fondly than you remember them. It, it can be a little, it can be a little, uh, a little fun in those situations, and vice versa. Sometimes you know you think someone remembers you really well, and they barely know your name. Um, and eventually, Jason Bateman ends up remembering who it is, his name is Gordon. They always called him Gordo growing up. Uh, and then he invites him over, you know, to dinner kind of reluctantly, kind of invites himself almost. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, uh, you start to learn more and more about Gordo and kind of uncover little truths about their relationship in the past. And, yeah, you know, things just aren't really as nice and idyllic as they seem on the outside. And the cool thing about it too is, you know, Robin doesn't really know about, you know, her husband's... Uh, high school life or whatever so we're kind of discovering that part about him with her yeah and one thing i love about the movie is almost i would say 95 percent of the scenes almost every scene um is either from her perspective or we're seeing we're learning what she learns mm. so every time we learn something new about his past she's also learning it at the same time so we're kind of staying up to speed with that character yeah and i know that seems simple but i think when that's done successfully in a movie it's a lot more exciting it's always frustrating when we learn something as an audience and then we have to sit there and watch the character be dumber than we are you know like and like wait for them to catch up to what we learn or vice versa where the movie's just trying to be way too smart and stay ahead of you and then all yes. of a sudden you're just like ah, you didn't even explain that like that's i'm out of here I, agree. I think this movie crushed it in that terms of like just unraveling a little tiny little piece of like hey this kind of seems weird mm -hmm. it's snowballing into the explosive ending that you know the movie ends up leading towards even though it did sort of end it had an ending that i was like satisfied with going away 
I still wanted to know a little bit more about their backstory, like <laughs> the the life they had before they moved to the suburbs. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. Just I mean, personal. yeah, they give you little tidbits of it, but yeah, they never give you like a full blown explanation. But I also kind of like that too because I just I love when movies let you kind of piece things together yourself, and through a time you kind of learn it's not. They don't have the greatest relationship, and so I kind of think, instead of showing it, like, what I picture in my head, like, I'm just like, oh, I wonder mm-hmm. my idea of their relationship is different from your idea, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm like, does he not have family in his hometown anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he kind of moves back, and it's well, like, well, I no, went to high school. She talks to his sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they true. go on that jog, and they, they have a chat. Yeah. So he just kind of seems like one of those, like, emotionally closed-off people where, like, he probably like gave his family a call when he moved to town, but he's not gonna like That's spend true. all his free time with them. Ooh. And I was like, "Ooh, you're moving back home. Ooh, <laughs> would you move back home?" All right. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I don't even live that far from home, so that's I've never really left. I've been in New York my entire life, but yeah, I'm about an hour and twenty minutes away from home, and I'm fine. <laughs> it's enough. I love my parents, but I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need to be back. I feel like it's really hard to not go spoilers. I feel like that's as yeah. So I think I think we can we it's pretty good, but overall, good experience. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Um, I don't know. I'm very bad at like identifying themes and motifs. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's more your like. <laughs> if you have any, do you have any that stuck out to you that you took away from um, this? Separation glass was really good. I mean. I just love, and I think you might have mentioned this when we first watched it, like, how realistic they portray the relationships between the people, Mm. and how that, again, it's hard to say with the spoiler section, but, like, movies like to kind of, like, over-dramatize so many things, and this really shows you how, like, what's the word, um, it's like the apathy of people, and, like, the damage that can do more so... Mm. It's. I'll get more into this again. The spoilers. Yeah. So I guess. I don't, yeah. This is. It. The one thing I will say is when they first moved to town, um, you know, they're kind of like obs- observing the neighbors. Robin kind of walks towards a car and sees a baby. So you kind of get the idea that she wants a baby and wants to start a family. But I don't know. I remember them sort of being socially awkward and being like yeah i kind of feel the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when the neighbors are like hey we're barbara whatever come by anytime and i'm like yeah i'm never going over there <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i mean it kind of sets them up as the, the kind of characters who you know they were they're like the city types who like yeah. were very successful like she was a was she a designer or something yeah she was a consultant or she is a consultant now and then she was yeah. It was like she was an architecture or something. I thought it was like art designer. No. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, well, she had successful this, this, that. And then it seemed like they did this to like kind of like escape the craziness of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, yeah, so it, they ripped from a little bit of fish out of water where. Yeah. They, they just were... seemed very socially awkward. Yeah, they didn't seem like, like wave at your neighbors. Hey, come over for some lunch. You know what I mean? Like those kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what they say, right? For someone. So New York. <laughs> yeah, what do you go over for? Lunch? I don't know. I don't even talk to the neighbors who live underneath us, let alone waving at the people across the street. <laughs> yeah, a cup of sugar, a cup of tea. Moral of the story talk to your neighbors. Yeah, go get a cup of sugar. 
let's dig into this. Yeah, so the movie's crazy. <laughs> Yo, it starts out so calm and you're like, what's going on? I can do this. I can handle this. And then you meet Gordo or Gordon. Gordo the weirdo. I'm Gordo the weirdo. And I want to make crazy weird love to you. So Jason Bateman and Robin bump into Gordo or he rather he bumps into them at yeah. the store because he recognizes Jason's character from high school immediately oh. and he has like this creepy vibe about him oh, like really creepy I was like don't talk to him whatever but Jason's wife Robin is so nice and she's like why don't you come over to dinner like blah 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 but it's nice to like to almost to, like a pushover sense where yeah. like she like lets people like walk all over her like you know like she won't like mm -hmm. it's not even that, like she genuinely wants to be nice it's more just like she is avoiding saying no or like anything like that you know yeah but um you know you could tell that jason's character just wants to get the hell out of there and not really talk yeah. to him on top of not recognizing who he was in the first place <laughs> mad rude <laughs> but like the movie logic is so, i mean like the movie language is so good at selling us like we know we're watching a thriller we know that you know bateman's our protagonist just based on the first couple of scenes so like they sell this guy as like he's a weird threat mm -hmm. get away from him he's crazy he might do something awful and like that's what you think like you're on the ride for and in some cases you are but also I love how the movie humanizes everybody. Yeah. And, like, by the end, you're just, like, disgusted by, like, the actions of everybody. Creepy alert right off the bat is, you know, they're at the store getting something delivered to their house. And then they receive a gift at their house from Gordo. So, it you, you're the one who revealed that, like, he basically overheard the cashier saying what their address was. Oh, yeah, because right? he just... Uh... He just drops off the first gift, which the movie's called The Gift because he keeps giving them series of gifts that they're not asking for at their house. And they get more larger and more extravagant as the movie goes on. There but yes, the first gift arrives, um, which, was it the wine? I can't remember now. I think it was the wine. Because then he comes over the next time and gives them like the Windex and shit. Like he always has a gift of some kind. So it should really be called The Gifts. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of gifts. <laughs> a lot of gifts in this one. So, movie wraps up, we learn, you know, Jason Bateman's been this incredible bully this entire life, yeah. which is, like, the way they pepper it in, and, like, so slowly you just watch him, like, be more and more of a dick till the very end where you're, like, you feel like Robin where she's looking at this, she's like, I don't even know who my husband is. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, I agreed with his dickiness in the beginning. Well, yeah, that's why the movie language is so good, because you think, like, all right, this is, like, he's the hero, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Like, we have to, we're on this guy's side. Yeah. So, by the end, you know, Gordo gets the ultimate revenge. It all boils down to, at, at midpoint of the movie, Robin passes out after she goes for a run, and you don't know what happened to her. You end up finding out she had a history of pill addiction and all this, so you think that she's just, like, took some pills and passed out or something. Mm-hmm. Then we find out at the very end, the last twist, the gift was Gordo drugged her, videotaped himself, bringing her into the room, and then getting on top of her, miming that he's going to rape her. This comes out, you know, almost a year later when Robin's about to give birth to what Jason Bateman thinks is his child, mm -hmm. even though they've had trouble conceiving this whole movie. That Mo was the hardest part to watch. Yeah. Movie never tells us for sure 
what happened because the idea is he's planting this doubt in Jason Bateman's head to torture him forever where he doesn't know if he's looking at his own son, if he's looking at Gordo's son, if his wife got raped while she was unconscious, all this horrible, horrible stuff. So my question is, do you think Gordo raped Robin and got her pregnant? Or do you think he didn't based on his actions, based on the fact that they basically were trying to have a baby over and over and over again and it was never happening? So the fact that now she's pregnant, like, what do you think? I don't think that he raped her, but it might. I feel like half of that is I don't want it to be true. <laughs> like, I don't want her to, him to have raped her. But also, I feel like she's been nice to him the whole time. And I know that that's not rape. That's not what rape is about. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. But I don't know. I just... I feel like he did that to mess with Jason's character. But I don't think he necessarily ever wanted to hurt Robin. Because she never was mean towards him. So I, I still don't know for sure. I mean, obviously you're not supposed to know for sure. But I do remember the first time I watched it, I was pretty convinced he did it. Mm-hmm. I think the whole shock of finding out that ending, of seeing how far he took it, I was just like, I think this guy's so insane that he did this. And I don't know, now that I've seen it a couple times, I think he's has the kind of like mental kind of issues where I don't think this was all a grand plan. I think... Like, I don't think with the minute he saw Jason Bateman, he enacted a plan where he's like, I want to hurt him. Mm-hmm. But I do think everything snowballed and he didn't have the mental either maturity or mental capacity or mental strength to, like, with to, to withstand that kind of, like, like, the rejection and, like, remembering the past. Yeah. So I think it kind of, like, snowballed to the point where he was just like, now I have to get revenge on this guy. Because I don't think he wanted to get revenge on Jason Bateman until he saw that Jason Bateman wrote Gordo the Weirdo mm-hmm. on, on the... the um, on the fridge. On or the whatever. fridge. He wanted bygones to be good bygones. So, like, when he invited him to that dinner and everything, like, I think he actually wanted to be friends with him and impress him with his cool house. Mm. He's still a psychotic nutjob and should go to jail for what he did. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think he actually raped her. I also feel, and I don't think anything in the movie tells us this, but I feel like he wouldn't want to sink down to Jason's level, you know? Like, mm-hmm. doing it would kind of make him a bully, or worse than that, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I don't think he would pursue the rape. He he really just wanted to get revenge, and that's all he had to do. Like, why even go the, further if yeah. he doesn't have to? But also, I mean, you got to think about it, like, if he didn't know that she was going to get pregnant, what was his grand plan of making this video? And Oh my god, I didn't even think about you that. You know what I mean? <gasps> oh my god. Like, they've been trying to get pregnant for so long on their own that how did he know all of a sudden, miraculously, it was going to happen? Yo, that's insane. I never even thought about yo, that. Yo, But he had... <laughs> <laughs> It did show that he was, like, in the house, like, creeping on them. So it could be that he just, by creeping on them, he knew that they were trying. Maybe. And then he just aligned it perfectly. But now that sounds unrealistic. Either way, that boy ain't right. Oh. That boy ain't right. My big takeaway was, yo, this movie was mad creepy. <laughs> um, I love how... Like you said earlier, they depicted Jason as a realistic bully, like his character, and how a bully 
transforms from high school to a full-on adult. Yep. I will never get over the fact that his wife was telling him to apologize, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And he had to go to a bar, get bad drunk. Well, he didn't go. He went to the bar because that's where what's Gordo worked. Yeah. But he had to get drunk to give, like, not even half of an apology. Oh, barely an apology. <laughs> like, he had to get drunk for that. He couldn't. Yeah, he got drunk. And I went, like, what do you say where he was like, he was just like, Robin wanted me to come down here. And, you know, I'm apologizing. So you accept it, right? And, like, like yeah. and it's like, never once said I'm sorry. Never actually, like. Did a real apology. And I was like, this crazy. guy's about to be a dad? <laughs> no way. I don't want him to be a dad. <laughs> Seriously. What is he going to teach his kid? Like, uh, you got to be on top. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here. So I'm here. I'm apologizing to you. Well? Well, what? You accept my apology? See, it's too late for that. Simon, Simon says. Yes, yeah, Simon his name. says. I've been saying Jason because I couldn't remember. Oh, his that's name. hilarious! I just thought you liked to call him that. No. Well, oh, that was another thought that I hadn't shared with you yet. I thought the first time that he told that story about Simon says, uh-huh. I thought it was going to turn into this supernatural thing where it turned out that Simon <laughs> had powers and he used those powers negatively towards Gordo when they were kids. You are watching too much Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought it was like Simon says. No, the idea was it's because Simon made up the story about him having sex with an older man. Yeah. So Simon said that story and then all of a sudden everyone acted like it happened. Mm. So when he was like, you know, Simon says this and it happens. Simon says it. So he's like, when Simon says it, it happens. He was referring to that story. Uh, yeah. No, I, I totally got that. But yeah. I, at the, there was a moment there where I was like, oh my God, it's going to like turn out where Robin's like, you know, <laughs> stuck in the basement or whatever. And he's like, Simon says <laughs> tie the ropes on her arms that or would whatever. be the worst movie ever that would oh god if i showed you that movie it was just called simon says and it was like i knew simon <laughs> and that was like 18 minutes into the movie too like you thought they were just gonna supernatural That's why twist i thought you. they were planting the seed <laughs> simon says new house simon says beautiful wife Simon says. Can we talk about how Robin just. I, I know we mentioned it already. She's way too nice. Oh my god. Like, stop letting him, this man into your house when your husband's not there. She invites him in. Every time she invites him in. Every it's, time. It's, he never even asks. He just, like, politely implies that he wants to come in. And then she's like, um. Yeah, you can come take a tour of my house and learn all the good hiding places. <laughs> this is my bedroom. Yeah. This this is a monkey. It's my husband's greatest fear in the world. <laughs> Just in case you secretly hate him. <laughs> Make sure to put this monkey mask on later. <laughs> yeah, she was just way too open about everything in her life. And if you're going to be that open, have a cute... Sorry, I call dogs bun buns. Have a bun bun that will defend your house. <laughs> like, that dog was the nicest dog. That dog didn't bark under any <laughs> circumstances unless it was a jump scare. That was probably the most unrealistic part of the movie. <laughs> just the fact that their dog didn't bark ever. <laughs> but at least the dog didn't die. You were happy about that. That is true. 
The one time the dog did bark, it was a jump scare. Yeah. That was upsetting to me. Uh, <laughs> you hate a jump scare. Was there a part that made you, like, what was the scariest part for you when you first watched it? Um, I mean, scary is hard because, like, I jumped the most when she has that dream where she thinks he's in the house mm. when taking a shower and she wipes away the fog and his face is right there. Yeah. So that was, like, my biggest jump. But, like, the whole ending, I was scared. Like, like when she's in the hospital and, and Jason Bateman's opening all the gifts and he's, you know, plays the song and it's the one he talked about, the rise of the Valkyries with the helicopters. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, remember? Because he says, yeah. he's like, when he's like your new sound system is going to sound great. When you listen to Rise of the Valkyries, it's going to sound like the helicopters are going around the room. And then when he says, play me. Premeditated. That's the, uh, that was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That got you. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> All right, so I'm done to go into our best and worst categories. All right. All right, so for everything we review or share with each other, we have different best uh, worsts. You have your own. Oh, yeah. We do our own best worsts. So we we, mm-hmm. we each come up with our own best worst to give the other person. Sometimes they're serious. Sometimes they're stupid as hell. And then we also might have a couple that we come up with together that we're going to answer. Mm-hmm. So do you want to do it together as last or first? Let's do together as last. Okay. So this one's easy. Yeah. Um, best and worst friend in the film. Best and worst friend in the film. Best, I have to go with the neighbor lady who has a baby. Because mm. she meets Robin once. is like unrealistically caring. Her baby's like crying. And like she's like, fuck the baby. I'm going to hang out with Robin. Yeah. You know, like when Robin's battered, she's like the first one there. When the baby's born, she's the first one there. Oh like, my God. Yeah. I think she's best friend for sure. Who's your best friend? I actually, I think I'm going to agree with you there. Yeah. She's, and yeah. I don't know why I felt funny about her at first, but she ended up being, like, the real yeah. friend. And then, worst friend's hard, because I don't know if there was, like, a worst friend. I mean, Jason Bateman's friend group seemed real fake. Mm-hmm. So, like, none of them really seemed like a true, like, friend friend. But, like, everyone who ends up being against Jason Bateman at the end is kind of justified. Mm-hmm. Like, Like, yeah, the one guy fires him, but, like... He deserved it. So, like, I don't really have someone who, like, was such a dick that I'm like, that guy's the worst friend. Yeah. But I would say any of Jason Bateman's male friends all just seemed kind of like fake corporate, like, climb the ladder type friends. Like, like step on your back the second you're not looking. I don't know why, but do you remember the blonde friend? She was like, oh, yeah, I would not go to his house. Oh, like, um, I would blah, blah, yeah, blah. from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Yes, I, but, but Bussy Phillips. I'm just going to give her the worst friend. All right, I'll give you that. She, I forgot about her. She just the wrong way all the time. She always had, like, the most demeaning. She seems like she would have been like, ew, Gordo the weirdo from yeah. high school. She just tapped into that as if she knew him, you know, ready to bully him along with Jason. Yeah. A geek. Got a problem? A close second. Classic Freaks and Geeks character. <laughs> but the close second was his friend slash boss that fired him. Uh-huh. If he didn't fire him, he would have been the worst, I think. Yeah. I don't know. He just rubbed me the wrong way also. Fair but enough. He redeemed himself. Fair enough. It's your best worst. Mine's easy because it's not the man I choose from. <laughs> but best and worst house in the movie. Oh. If you were to live in. I mean, probably the best house is the the fake Gordo house. Nah, that was my best house. <laughs> it was just like an actual, real, realistic house with rooms and. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty solid and pretty, pretty standard. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. 
And what about worst? Their house. Yeah. Simon and Robin's so house is Even awful. though the neighbor's house with the baby was mad standard and like, it was, it was not too fancy about it, but it was like a house. They saw that these people's houses had so many windows. There was like a million. Like literally everyone could tell what you're doing, what you're wearing, what you're watching, what you're, you know, like there's not an ounce of privacy. And was it all one floor too? It was all one floor. That seemed cheap. Yeah. If I'm spending buku bucks, I'm on two floors. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's um, so much glass. And no shades. Yeah. House is whack. That's why I said we're going to get to the house later. Because I was like, <laughs> that, that's, a whole, that's a whole segment. Oh my god. So yeah, god. best and worst house. Fake order house best. You can't even pretend you're not home in that house. I can't do nothing. <laughs> can't do nothing. That's why I was nothing. like, every time Gordo comes over and rings the bell, like, he knows you're home. Yeah. You can't even be like, dude, I'm sick. I can't I can't do the thing you want me to do. And so I'm like, I drove by. You were you were dancing. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, ugh. Yeah. And then you have a pool. For that kind of money, get a pool. Mm-hmm. Best and worst decision. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man i didn't even think about it i just wrote it down best and worst decision best decision is robin telling simon to go fuck himself at the end of the movie Ooh, that's a good one that's the solid you didn't even come up with it <laughs> you're just gonna steal mine no i'm gonna come up with it um that was best decision because she finally fucking used her head and stood up for herself finally. worst decision I mean, in the long run, marrying Simon, but at the, t- oh. at the time, she, she can't be blamed for that. Damn, um, no mercy. No, nah, no mercy. Uh, worst decision, probably for Bateman to blackmail that guy. Not blackmail, uh, to, to get that guy screwed out you of a job. You took it right out of my brain. Because <laughs> yeah. it was like, I feel like Robin, there was a chance she could have gotten over what was going on. And also, that was before he beat up. Gordo in the in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, he did all that research and blackmailing before him. Yeah, so or I'm saying when it all blew up at the dinner party. No, he had beaten him up already. Oh, that's why because so when that guy came to their house and exploded, I at first thought that was Gordo. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're supposed to think. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, never mind. Well, anyway, I still think like <laughs> Robin seeing that and then going straight from that to labor, like there was no way she was gonna. She was like. I already didn't trust him in so many ways, and now he's also doing this. Yeah. It's game over for Jason Bateman. Yeah. So the worst decision led into the best decision, because it made her think of that. Whoa. Those are my decisions. Is that a lesson? <laughs> Do you have any? Oh, no, I need it. I feel like I need to think of my own now. God damn it. Um, best decision. I mean, you can agree. <sighs> I really do agree with your best decision. But at the same time, I'm like, Robin really needs to get somebody with more boundaries like yeah. in her life to help yeah. raise this kid. Yeah. <laughs> Let people like Gordo in every hour. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, I agree. That was the best decision. And worst decision, I was going to say the same exact thing. But I will just say every time Robin let that guy into her house, like worst decision after worst decision. But I don't hate her. Yeah. Usually people like that who keep making mistakes in movies, like in thrillers, I ended up, like, hating. Well, I don't hate it, too, because there's also the the, um, behavior tracked because her character is someone who had a drug problem Mm. and was constantly slipping with that, you know what I mean? So, like, for her to constantly be making the same mistake actually tracks for someone with that kind of issue. Yeah. So I I thought that was, it didn't annoy me either at all. 
Well, okay, I'll do another worst decision. Right. Jason Bateman beating up Gordo. Oh, yeah. That was awful. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, I guess in his mind, he's thinking, like, I beat this guy up. He'll never bother us again. Well, I don't even think he was thinking. I think he truly reverted back to high school. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think, like, between the drinking and then his life falling apart and, like, like he was looking at Gordo like this little nerd like ruined my life like like when we were younger i was able to just pick him up and throw him around you know what i mean like i was so much more powerful than him mm-hmm. and then gordo like infiltrated this guy's life and like really like dismantled it yeah. and so i think he just like like you know you just you feel powerless so you're like i'm going back to what i know which is grabbing this guy by the throat and holding him down and like you know basically humiliating him like so it was a great moment where you saw like who he really was like when the cards are on the table yeah anyway best worst decision done did we have another one uh the last one the team one what was that best worst gift best worst gift all right this one's i thought this one was crazy because clearly the worst gift is potentially raping robin and leaving a baby inside of her yeah so that's (laughs) hilarious i mean it's not hilarious i'm coming worst gift right off the bat um the second worst gift is those damn fish, man. I mean, I just take taking care of it. You ever take care of fish? You ever take care of fish? They always die. It's a fucking nightmare. Not only do they always die, it always smells like shit. You gotta clean the whole thing out. It's just, just a nightmare. They don't, didn't even hire people for don't that. Don't ever give somebody fish unsolicited. It's insane. Unsolicited, It's exactly. insane. A best gift? I mean, Windex, I guess. They had a lot of windows. That was a good <laughs> gift. <laughs> I thought the wine was a good gift. Yeah. That's kind of standard. I, I think the toddler thing, like the carrier, are very expensive. So, hey. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, the surround sound. Like, oh, well, that wasn't a gift. He just helped her set it up. Technically a gift. The labor was a gift. <laughs> Apocalypse Now is a pretty good movie. You gave him that on DVD. Oh, damn. That's a pretty good gift. Yeah. All right. He's not all bad. Right? <laughs> right? Oh no, Team Gordo? Oh no, wait, I'll get the fucking psych. <laughs> this segment we theorize where these characters go after the movie ends. You know, credits roll off into the sunset, normally we don't think about them. Mm-hmm. But we're going to sit here and theorize what happens to Simon, Robin, and uh, Gordo. Well, I think Robin definitely leaves. Um, I don't think she goes back to that house. I think she ends up living with the best, the, with the neighbor. For a little while. Okay. And then I, I feel like she's going to end up going back home and leaving that town altogether. Because she has no ties to that suburban place. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. I think, I mean, hers is pretty obvious. I'm trying to think of how Jason Bateman reacts. Because I imagine they get a divorce. But that does require a lot of paperwork, court time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so he can't be just, like, out of the picture completely. He's got time now. He has no job. But <laughs> I just mean like emotionally, if he could handle it, like he seems like a like a broken wreck at the end of that movie. Oh yeah, I think he becomes a drunk. Um. Oh yeah, probably becomes a drunk. I think there's gonna be a lot of easy cases to not ha- let him have any custody of the kid. There'll be a lot of easy ways to prove to the judge <laughs> that that's. Oh yeah. Um. I feel like Jason Bateman. He's. His type of personality is he would never tell anybody what happened, mm. like with Gordo or whatever. Like he'll he's gonna like let it eat him up to the grave. I think. I don't. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't I think seem that's a valid he theory. doesn't seem like the kind of like openly emotional person who's gonna share that. Like 
something terrible happened to me. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think happens the next time he sees Gordo in person? I think there'll probably be some physical violence. I think he might even get physical with Gordo, and then Gordo gets a restraining order on him, and the, and the tables turn. Does this movie deserve a sequel? No, absolutely not. <laughs> There's not enough story to tell in a sequel. This is like when you read like a book, mm-hmm. and like the book ends, but there's still like forty pages, and you just find out like what happens in the next six months to everybody. Uh, like that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Like a movie, you need like another inciting incident. Yeah. This is just like. Um. So yeah, I think Gordo Gordo gets beat down a couple times, and he gets a restraining order put on on Simon. And then Robin, yeah, just as soon as all the paperwork's done, she's fucking out of there. I feel like Robin is so nice that she might even, like, keep in touch with Gordo. Oh, that would be the nail in the coffin. Yeah. So we've seen the gift. We've discussed it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the highs. We've talked about the lows. We've shared everything we could think. So now I have to ask the ultimate question. Oh. Do you love what I love? You know, I think I might love what you love. Yeah? Yeah. And it was awesome because I didn't know anything about it going in, but I really ended up liking it. And I was shocked where I needed to be shocked. You didn't warn me about that one jump scare, but that's okay. (laughs) It was really fun. I'm glad because most movies, you know, I can be a real real prickly asshole sometimes and be like ah that part wasn't that good this, you know could use a little bit more of this maybe if they change that which is total armchair bullshit because i've never made a feature film in my life and i know how hard it is because i work <laughs> in the industry so that's a bunch of nonsense but with this one man i cannot i don't know a single thing that i would be like oh that part kind of ruined this for me like i think all the characters acted in a realistic manner where they grew they grew from what they were doing the mystery made perfect sense like mm-hmm. everything like i just think this is like a top grade movie yeah and to come from a director who it's his first movie he's mainly an actor and he's only made one other one since this uh i just like yeah i think it's remarkable i'm so glad you watched it with me and i'm glad you didn't think it was too scary i mean i'm happy you brought it into our lives <laughs> All right, so I think that's going to wrap up the inaugural uh, episode here of Love What I Love. Oh, man, you're going to hate listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we're going to do tons of future installments, you know, maybe sometimes with TV shows, maybe sometimes with movies, Mm -hmm. maybe sometimes with a musical. Or a video game. Or a video game. Or a book. Or a book. Well, anyway, we hope you love what we love, because we love what we love. Yes, and we love each other, so... Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also 11 years old. And... All right. That's a wrap. <laughs> that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Also, if you have the time, take a moment to rate and review. Every bit of feedback helps. I'm Andy. And I'm Masha. And I hope you love what I love.